Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. resilient listeners. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the show. Before we dive into the super cool interview today, we wanted to welcome you to this special series of the Brilliantly Resilient Summer of Reading. We have had so many amazing guests on who are brilliant authors and who share their wisdom with you through their written words. And we wanted to find a way to promote them and give you some really awesome stuff to read. So we are doing the Summer of Reading giveaways. Woo! <laughs> if you head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net, you can get the sign up for the download. If you head over to Instagram, we're doing a whole big Insta promotion there. Every week we will be giving away one of the books. And this whole summer, we will be bringing these authors back to you to hear what their books are about and what they've been up to. You're going to love this list. I mean, we were blown away putting it together. We've got New York Times bestsellers, Wall Street Journal list toppers, the biggest awards in the different industries, those winners. Who knew? We know some brilliant people. And now you get to know them too and read their books. So like Mary Fran said, head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net, get the list and go to Instagram, follow at brilliantlyresilient. We'll see you all summer long. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. And this is one of our special summer episodes. Woo! We are doing our summer reading giveaway and we have with us today one of our favorite people in the world, Leif DeGeer, who wrote the utterly amazing, in so many ways, and we will talk about it, book, Flashback Girl. Lise joined us before, and we are so excited to have you back again. Lise, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I really look forward to spending this time with you guys. You lift up my spirits every time. Yeah, oh, that's not God. what everybody calls it, but thank you. <laughs> So let's get right to it. I mean, you are doing so well with Flashback Girl. It's, it's been out how long now? It hasn't been that that long. It's been out almost 10 months. Okay. Yeah, it's done well. Wow. So 10 months. Well. Yeah, and it's done incredibly well. And this is a, a I, I can't even think of all the words to describe it because pretty much any word you could think of could describe it. It's poignant. It's, it's terrifying it's heartbreaking it's uplifting it's all of those things so tell us about flashback girl so flashback girl is my memoir of being a um, burned girl back when i was four years old i was in an accidental fire set by my mother and abandoned in that fire and I was rescued by my dad. And at the end of the rescue, I was left with 65% third degree burns all over my little body. And Flashback Girl covers the fire, the accident, my journey through um, burn care, which is a very difficult journey for those of us who have not been burned. And I hope nobody in the audience has. And then kind of covers what it's like to be disfigured in this world, what it's 
bullying that can happen, the misunderstandings, what it's like to go through the world with an imperfect body, which becomes, I think, something that almost every reader can relate to. Mm. Uh, it is the story of my family, which was brilliant and quirky and fascinating and extraordinarily flawed. And my journey and understanding what it's like to have parents who are loving, but deeply flawed. And it's my journey to health and wholeness and recovery and building a really beautiful life despite all of this. So it is a story of resilience, which is how the three of us met because that's, um, that's what drives you women too is human resilience and helping other people um, develop more of that. I love that you, you just summed that whole thing up perfectly and you hit on so many things that all of, all of us in, in listeners and viewers can relate to, you know, when you say extraordinarily flawed, you know, it, it's, we all are right. You know, and, and, um, the fact that you write about this and you, and you talk about your family, I love that you say quirky too. Quirky is kind of my jam, <laughs> but you give your, you give your, your family so much grace and, and, um, and you really introduce us to them in a way that is so forgiving and kind and it makes me, when I hear from you and read your book and your story about your family, it just makes me give myself a little more grace as a mom because we just don't get things right, I guess, <laughs> hardly ever. Um, but it's short, it makes me look at it from the lens of a mom and I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly one of the themes in the book is mothering, uh, whether that's my mother mothering me and my brother how my mother was mothered, mm -hmm. and then uh, my journey into mothering my children, and what it's like to be a mother when you have not been well mothered yourself. Yeah. And how important that is, right? For, uh, because as you say, Kristen, you know, none of us come out of childhood without flaws. I mean, that, that's just not possible. But we still, most of us anyway, want to be the best possible parents we can for our children. So I think that is a universal struggle. Well, okay, I don't wanna say universal because there are some people who are not passionately invested in being good moms. But for those of us who are, it is a deeply passionate struggle. And my book is a bit about that too. You know, the way that you, as Kristen said, deal with your family and with your mother in particular with such grace and kindness, given the fact that she ran from you when this happened and you were left in a fireball, basically burning. The fact that you are able to offer kindness and forgiveness and even an understanding when most people would find something like that or think that, think that, it's, that it's unthinkable. And yet you're, you're uh, a way to approach this kind of reminds us all that we can never be in the head of another person we can never know what they were thinking at the time. So to, you know, to take that is, is just a huge lesson for all of us. And if you can offer that lesson, we should all be able to absorb that. Mm. Well, thank you. I have worked very hard mm. on um, coming to peace with my mother, my relationship with her and who she was and who she wasn't. 
So my, my mother was completely unable, mostly unable to keep her children safe. Hmm. I'll, I'll just put that out there for, for people who haven't yet read Flashback Girl. She was unable to keep her children safe. And on the one hand, you can say, isn't that kind of your parents' basic job? <laughs> like, is to keep your children safe and alive? And yes, it is. And she didn't do a good job at it. And, and I have worked so hard to understand that as best I could. And it's been painful and it's been hard and it has taken me like decades. But people are who they are and we are wired as we are wired. And to some degree, we have no control over our wiring, right? Like I'm wired to be, you know, really incredibly caring and very emotional towards people. And you women are wired to be like hysterically funny and really driven and passionate. And my mother was wired to be um, an excellent artist and not capable of, uh, what's the word? Putting other people first. That's just who she was. Yeah. She really just shouldn't have been a mother. Well, we're glad that she was because we have you <laughs> right. to teach us all these things that unfortunately came at your cost. Um, but again, this this book is is not just the story of a little girl who was physically burned, but how that little girl grew and really fought through some of the most emotionally um, devastating things that a human can go through. And not only came out whole, but came out to help other people because that's what you do. That's your profession. Mm -hmm. And that, I feel like that is the gift of suffering. And I've heard you, Mary Fran and Kristen talk about this too in, in your words and your language. But so to me, the, the real gift of suffering uh, is that we are here to help other people who are suffering now. Right. Um, and so I have taken all these things I've been through. There's multiple traumas. I don't want to scare readers away. It's actually a really interesting, fast, quickly paced book with humor, but it's also about suffering. And I've been able to take all those things that I've been through and use them to help me help other people through my practice. I'm a psychologist. And now also with this book as sort of a outreach to people who are, you know, going through hard times all over the world, really, and say, look, if I can make it through all this, I promise you there is a path forward for you. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I love about it. And I also would like to make sure that we land hard on the fact that you pointed out that your mom was not the kind of person that could be the mother that you needed. I think so many times, I think all the time, we tend to say, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't the kind of daughter that she needed. You know, it's, it was my fault. You mm -hmm. know, we always take that on. What I love about from the time that I met you on our first interview here is that you take that off of, you took that off of yourself. That was her deal. That mm -hmm. was her. And, and why do we do that, Lisa? <laughs> why is it like, oh, I'm not good enough. If only I was shinier and better, then she would be the mom that I needed. You know, what is that about? Why do we do that? Well, let me be clear. I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. And that is the, um, that is the value of the therapy I have received from other people who have helped me to heal. 
But the answer to your question, Kristen, why do we do that? Um, we always do that. That's just human nature. It's, it's partly our, um, honestly, our self-involvement. Uh, it's human nature to think if something goes wrong, it's because of me. Mm -hmm. The dark side of, of, of self-absorption. Uh, and I don't mean self-absorption in, in a, I'm not trying to be critical about it. I'm just huh. saying when something happens, we tend to be self-referential and say, well, that happened because of me. That happened because of me. And especially little kids. You know, I mean, that's the, the cliche of, of a child going through a divorce. Oh, mommy and daddy are divorced because of me. You know, it never has anything to do with that poor little child, mommy and daddy. Uh, but we, we tend to naturally do that unless we learn not to. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. That is um, a lesson that all of us could do well to absorb, but sometimes it is our fault. And then the, the reverse side of that is, as you said, with your mother's situation, um, maybe, there, let, let me just say this, there's a time for introspection and there's a time for outrospection, <laughs> like to just go, okay, this is, this is the world. This is what I'm dealt with. These are the people in my world. And, and maybe there's a healthier way to react to that. I'm not always sure what it is because I, you know, even at my age still do the same thing. What did I do wrong? but there has to be a healthier way to react to that. Right, and I actually, I think you, you make a, a really important point. There is a place to try to understand how we impact other people. That's important. Mm -hmm. It's not oh, it's not just about everybody. We, we're in the world having an impact, but is it just about what we say or do? No, you know, it's both. It's that middle path that I think where health lies almost in, in every, uh, in every situation, that middle path of like, okay, what part of this is about me? And what part of this is just not about me in any way? Yeah. 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 I want to switch gears for a second. Cause I'm, this is always what makes, I'm so curious about with other people's books, having gone through the process of putting two books in the world. How did you choose the cover? Oh, the cover was designed. Okay. I'm going to take that blessed opportunity. Thank you. So here's the book. Oh, please hold it up. I'm so curious about. So the cover was designed by my incredibly brilliant nephew, Austin Alphonse. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's extraordinary. Um, and for those of you who may or may not be able to see it, this is a matchstick. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. The stem I'm of just the flower is a that matchstick. Now. It's a matchstick. You can see there's a little bit of flames uh, of smoke still coming off it. And the flower is drawn around the matchstick with charcoal. And so this is Austin's, um, Austin Alphonse, I'll say it again, his sort of graphic representation of my whole story of like taking this thing, wow. this burnt match, and making something beautiful out of it. That is brilliant. I am so glad you explained that to us. I, that is brilliant and beautiful and, and really in one image epitomizes what the whole book is about. Yeah, he's what, amazing. What an artist. You said he's your nephew? He is, but he works in New York City. He works for the New York Times. I'm like, he's, he's my nephew, but he's also, he's himself, yeah. <laughs> Not just sitting at the Thanksgiving table doodling. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually a professional. He's extraordinarily talented. Yeah. He clearly, really cool. he clearly has that sense to, 
to put into an aesthetic image that whole range of not only experiences, but emotions too. It's just beautiful. Yeah, and I love how he, he drew it so like a child would draw it, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's a story from your childhood. And what is the, um, tell everybody what that medal is on the, on the front now. So Flashback Girl has actually won two awards. This is the most prestigious. It won the Nautilus Book Award, which is an international um, book award uh, contest, I guess. Um, and it won the Nautilus Book Award for memoir, small press, that small press, that's me. Uh, gold, it, it won the gold prize, oh my gosh. Um, which, you know, stunned me because I am a first time author. And the Nautilus Book Award is actually, I, I have to say it's prestigious. Like they have granted it to like, uh, Deepak Chopra and Barbara Kingsolver and um, actually the Dalai Lama. And I'm not saying I'm like them, but I'm <laughs> why not? You should say you're like them. Yes, you are. You are in that company. You absolutely should say that. <laughs> they, they, they build, they, they grant awards to books that are, that aim to build a better world. That's their thing. Yes. And that's what I was going to say that of course you belong amongst them because this book is not just oh gosh, this hard story. And I came through it. It's, there's just so much wrapped up in it that people just can find things in there in, in themselves that I think is so, um, that's why I won that award and why people are really loving it. So I'm going to just go on what you just said there, Kristen, and say that at, this is a memoir, but there is a self-help component to it. And which is, I think what you're referring to at the end of every chapter, there's a lesson. And the lesson is a lesson about resilience, which is kind of me stepping out of the content of the book, climbing back into my psychologist's hat and saying, okay, dear reader, here is something for you to think about from this lesson, from this chapter. And maybe the chapter was about parenting and there's a lesson about parenting. And maybe the chapter was about surviving trauma and that's what the lesson's about. Mm -hmm. Or um, mental health. And that's what the lesson is about. So I think that's kind of the value added part of this book that people do walk away feeling like, oh, this book helped me because it's not just my story. It's also, and here are like 16 things for you to think about as a reader. And people do seem to find that kind of um, uh, particularly helpful. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that, um... The, the, the upside of that is that we don't always know how to translate the things that we see and that we learn into, into, into how they can help us. So to have that kind of guided, okay, here's the lesson, here's how I want you to think about this, particularly from someone who has the training to do that is enormously helpful because as you said before, and I want to go back to that point that you made about, um, the idea that when we take our suffering, that is our personal pain, and then we transform it into something that can help other people, therein lies the value. Otherwise, it's just your awful experience. Mm -hmm. So for you to then take that and not only share the story, but then say, okay, here's how I want you to work this out for people like me who don't always get it, don't always get to the finish line. Yeah. That's enormously helpful. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I, I, it, it has been my joy to take all this stuff 
and turn it into something of value for other people. And again, I think all three of us here have done that in our own way, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, we are going to tell everyone to check out Lise DeGear and Flashback Girl, but check it out not only through Finding Lease, but also head on over to Instagram. We are doing our summer giveaway and we are giving away a copy of Lisa's book. And you can find all of the beauty, the emotion, the heart, and the wisdom within those pages. And that gorgeous cover. Thank you for sharing that mm -hmm. story. I'm going to turn it over to Kristen, who always sums everything up better than I do. <laughs> Lisa, thanks for being here with us. It, it is always so remarkable to sit and chat with you. And I'm so happy to cheer this book on and see how far it's going. So thanks so much for that. And everybody can go to Instagram, follow us, try to get you win a copy of Flashback Girl. If you're not a winner, that's okay. You can still go get the book and be a winner. <laughs> and for all of our summer reading lists, go to brilliantlyresilient.net. See all of the incredible authors like Lisa Gear on there and let us know uh, what books are resonating with you. So thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.